Hello everyone, it's Mark Godaker here. Welcome to the NT Pod, the podcast all about the New Testament and Christian origins. It's episode 41, and today we're going to be asking, was Paul the founder of Christianity? Well, the NT Pod's been away for far too long, and that's because of, first of all, microphone troubles and then an extremely busy work schedule. But uh, we're going to be back with regular podcasts again from now on, and uh, thanks for your patience in waiting for a new episode. At the moment at Duke, I'm teaching a course on the life and letters of Paul. And one of the things I like to ask right at the beginning of the course of all the students is to think about these sensationalist kind of claims that you often get in the popular literature, that you get in TV documentaries, that you get in popular books and so on, that Paul, the Apostle Paul, was the founder of Christianity. And the thing is, my own feeling about this is that we should neither fully embrace that idea that Paul was the founder of Christianity, nor should we completely poo-poo it as something that's kind of ridiculous and not even worth thinking about. It's something that's very much on the agenda as you reflect on Christian origins, in other words. Now, the idea that Paul was the founder of Christianity goes back in many senses to Vreda, William Vreda, who, who spoke of Paul as the second founder of Christianity. And it's still used in scholarship today by people like Gert Ludemann, who talks about Paul as the founder of Christianity. And of course, it's easy to see why on all sorts of levels. I mean, for one thing, it plays into the idea of Paul as the one who corrupts the message of Jesus, which can then be reconstructed in a way that's congenial to the interpreter, especially as we don't actually have any of Jesus's writings or definite sayings. We, we can manipulate Jesus's message more clearly to make him the person we want him to be. It's less easy to manipulate Paul because we've actually got what uh, he wrote, or at least we've got textual witnesses to lots of what he wrote. So there are many things that are attractive about the idea of Paul is the founder of Christianity. For one thing, you've got to look at the just sheer pervasive presence of Paul in the New Testament. I mean, as you peruse through any edition of the New Testament, you find that 13 of the epistles there have got his name on them. And that's like a massive, massive contribution in terms of sheer volume. And then when you think about Paul's ministry, Think of the sheer number of converts and the sheer distance travelled. I mean, Jesus only gets around Israel. He, he, he just occasionally goes over the border into kind of surrounding regions. But Paul goes miles and miles. I mean, in Romans 15, he talks about how he's gone from Jerusalem as far around as Illyricum. That's almost all the way to Italy. And then he's planning to go on even further and get to Rome. And then he's planning to go further to get to Spain. I mean, the sheer distance that this man travelled is quite unbelievable. And then throw in as well, of course, that Christianity today and for centuries has been a Gentile religion. And more than anything, surely that has a lot to do with Paul. So much of what we read in Paul's letters is to do with the issue of how Jews and Gentiles relate. And although Paul's Jewish himself, he really sets the, 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 the kind of the foundation for Christianity as a Gentile religion rather than a kind of Jewish religion or a sect within Judaism. It's easy too to to think of Paul as a founder of Christianity because of the differences that you can see between Paul and other early Christians. I mean, look at James, the brother of Jesus, and Peter. I mean, Paul had stand-up rows with these people. Well, 
at least certainly with Peter. In Galatians 2, you have this big row with Peter in Antioch. And so you can see big differences. And, and you, you can see in Paul's letters that he's struggling with some of those differences between himself and between those kind of founder apostles. And then look also at Paul's own claims. I mean, he talks about his gospel and he talks about the call that he gets by revelation. He stresses all the time that his gospel doesn't come from those who were Christians, who were apostles before him. It comes by revelation. It comes directly from God. His calling, he says, is from God. So there are lots of things that make the idea of Paul, the founder of Christianity, an attractive idea. But for all the attractiveness of that theory, ultimately I think it's problematic. There are all sorts of things that we need to bear in mind with it. I mean, for example, the presence of Gentile Christians isn't something you get just in places that Paul's been to. I mean, think of Antioch. Paul visits Antioch. There are already plenty of Gentile Christians there. He didn't evangelize Antioch for the first time. And it's in Acts of the Apostles that Luke says that that's where people were first called Christians. I mean, interestingly, he says it at about a time when Paul was around there. But nevertheless, Antioch had already been evangelized by other people. And then think of Rome. I mean, Paul writes the epistle to the Romans, but he's never been to Rome. And there's lots of Christians in Rome already, Gentile Christians in Rome. So, so even such a key place as Rome, he's not personally evangelized. And then think of Africa. I mean, did Paul evangelize Africa? Of course he didn't. I mean, there's you've got all of these Christians in Africa in the early period, and these people are not people who've been evangelized by Paul. So I think there we have to be careful of this idea that somehow Paul is responsible for the whole of Gentile Christianity. He's not. And then think of the New Testament canon itself. Yes, there's lots of Paul in there, but there's also a lot of non-Pauline material in the New Testament too. Things like the book of Revelation, I mean, it's not really that Pauline, is it? And and although there are lots of books in the New Testament where you can say, oh, there's a little bit of a Pauline flavour there, there's a bit of Pauline influence there, there are also lots of non-Pauline strands. The very reason that you can say that a book like Hebrews isn't written by Paul is because it's so obviously different from the way that Paul thinks about things. Think too of the agreements between Paul and others. I mean, even when Paul is at his belligerent strongest in Galatians 2, where he's having this kind of standard row with Peter. Notice that this comes on the back of a big agreement between Peter and Paul. They've just been to the Jerusalem conference in Galatians 2, Galatians 2, 1 to 10, and that conference has ended with a big agreement between Paul and James and John and Peter. And if you look further to other little signs of what happened between Paul and the other early Christians, you notice really key agreements between them. And if you look at 1 Corinthians 15, you see Paul reminding the Corinthians of things that he has already told them in the past. And it's really interesting the form of words he uses. He says there that he has given to them as of first importance what he also received. And then he goes on to say that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, that he was buried and that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures. And what's really interesting about that isn't just that Paul stresses the importance of that, but he's he stresses that it's something that he also was told. And you can tell who it was that told him it because the people that he goes on to talk about in that list of resurrection appearances of Jesus are people like Peter and James again. So a lot of the content of Paul's gospel, a lot of the content of the stuff that he must have shared as part of his early preaching does come from people like 
Peter and James. And that's why Paul goes and spends time with Peter in Galatians 1, a couple of weeks. And as it was famously said once, I think by C.H. Dodd, you know, they didn't spend the whole two weeks talking about the weather. One of the things they did is they must have talked about Jesus. And they shared lots of this stuff. People sometimes talk as if Paul is the person responsible for really stressing the crucifixion and resurrection of Jesus. And I just don't think this is the case. You can see clearly in his epistles that the kind of emphasis that he places on Jesus's death and resurrection is something that he shares with other Christians. That fact and the centrality of that itself isn't something that he thinks is controversial. How you interpret it begins to get a little bit interesting, especially when you relate it to Jewish and Gentile relations. But the idea of Christ's death for people's sins, according to the scriptures, the idea of his resurrection, these are not controversial things between Paul and other early Christians. And so Paul, I don't think, is rightly called the founder of Christianity. He's one very, very important person. He's one key figure, but not the founder. Well, thanks for listening to the latest episode of the MT Pod. It's good to be back after all these weeks. You can find me on the web at podacre.blogspot.com, on Facebook or on Twitter at mtpod. I'm on uh, Duke University's iTunes U or just iTunes. And uh, I'll be along soon, and I mean soon this time, with another episode. Thanks again for listening. Bye-bye.